Welcome to the Wake Up Call for the Soul podcast. My name is Bill Fraze, and today I've got a guest. His name is Arto Anap from Estonia, and I'm so glad that you're here, Arto. Uh, would you like to say hi? Hi, Bill, and hi to everybody who, we, who are listening right now. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. What prompted this conversation for me was uh, we're part of a WhatsApp group called Divine Love Conversations, and you had asked a question about, uh, you know, information related to uh, the benefits of, of divine love almost from a sales perspective, you know, like we were going to, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if we were if we were in the marketplace of stuff and uh, and we we're trying to convince someone to say, hey, you know, uh, we, we know about this divine love thing. We receive it. We get all these benefits from it. You know, and, and I think you were looking for maybe benefits beyond, uh, you know, what, what maybe you have personally experienced so far. Am I getting the idea of that right? Yeah, yeah, you are getting it correctly. Uh, just a little bit about my background in that area. Uh, I actually used to work in a technical shop where I sold laptops and TVs and other electronics. So I did that like two and a half years and learned a lot through this. And after that, uh, I also got involved with network marketing or I would say recommendation marketing. And uh, from there, I also learned very much Um while I was working in that electronics store, I needed to help out people to make the best choices for themselves, like what kind of a TV or smartphone to buy or laptop, like what would be the most um, beneficial one for them. And of course, uh, which kind of products would I buy personally and which ones I would avoid buying. So I made clear for myself what are, what are like good choices and what are not so good choices. So, And that's how I recommended people. Uh, things. Of course, uh, these smartphones and laptops, they had those specifications like processor power and the amount of memory and other stuff there. So basically, there was a list of what those can offer the person who gets one, like let's say a smartphone. When getting a smartphone, you wouldn't like to get a slow one. It's better if it like does its work and does it effectively. So it would make the customer happy. <laughs> and so he or she would come back smiling, like, saying like, hey, I got a wonderful deal and so forth. So I'm happy now or happier. Actually, uh, thinking that through, I at some point realized people are not buying smartphones or laptops. They are buying a way to make communications with people. They buy the effect of taking pictures and sending those to their friends. They are uh, getting an opportunity of sharing memories, sharing experiences, playing games, doing something fun, uh, also getting work done. Like on a laptop, they would like create some budget or something like that. Then they would use Excel or some other application for that. So it's not just buying a laptop, but they're buying a means to an end, to a goal. And the goal is something other than just the thing itself. So when we talk about divine love and what it brings to a person, uh, what are the benefits like peace, joy, other things. It's not that uh, people are after the love itself in that way, although they could be, but I would say people are more after the solutions or the benefits that this divine love would bring them. And if uh, people would realize what those solutions and benefits are in a clearer way, then they would go, hey, I need that. Oh, there's this processor power, basically, or more RAM, 
gives me a, a faster, smoother experience of this smartphone. So in the regards of divine love, people may think that, well, I would like to feel less depressed and more happy and joyful and have peace in my heart and soul. So how could I achieve that? Ah, just uh, asking for God's love uh, to enter into my heart and soul. So that would bring me those results. Do I understand correctly? Yes. Okay. Then I want that product, so to speak, the divine love, because that person wants those outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. I um. Oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. And and one of the things that came up for me is that you know you're you're talking in terms of products that get get a result for people or multiple results. In in the instance of a smartphone, there's a whole host of possibilities. And the phrase that came up as you were talking about divine love in the context of a smartphone was like, you know, for me, divine love is the ultimate app. You know, it is, it is, it is the ultimate. um, I, I think of it in terms of this isn't literally true, but it's like a technology. It is a power, you know, that that changes how we work and and operate as human beings. And another thing, you know, and again, like your question just brought up so many things for me. We're only going to be able to go down so many of these rabbit holes. But um, also the idea that like, unlike buying a smartphone, I mean, there's an investment in that, but but it's different. Whereas, you know, what we're talking about in, in with divine love is that and I totally agree. I mean, a lot of my seeking and, and receiving divine love has been because I wanted peace. I wanted freedom. I wanted healing, you know, and so, and those are benefits that I've, I've experienced. And yet when I think of it too, and because and I, I write these short stories and things and, and, um, I haven't been able to turn it into a story yet, but this idea that, that divine love is is like this really unusual investment we can make in ourselves, like like this idea of making deposits, you know, and, and that every time we ask, we receive. And it's almost like an anti-market because a market is about controlling, you know, unlimited desire through a limited number of products and services that are available. Like that, that's kind of the idea of a market, but divine love is infinite and there's enough for everyone throughout the entire universe. And so it's like, okay, I can have as much as I'm willing to take on kind of a thing. So, you know, it's just so interesting, these these contrasts between the spiritual reality of, of the creator's essence and all the material stuff that we're so uh, so familiar with that way. I do agree with you on that investment aspect. And by the way, you said that there is enough for everybody. And that is actually a very valid and good point, because when you are asking for God's love, you are not taking anything from others, meaning that you are not stealing or putting others into a situation where they won't have enough because you took too much or something like that. So you need not feel guilty. And when it's also limitless, this means like, oh, I can have it like all the time as much as I like. Wonderful. (laughs) So this takes off those uh, thoughts of self-accusation in that sort. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and and, um, and the fact that so often, like even um, when I think of people, you know, over the course of my life that I may have wronged, or maybe they didn't see it that way, but I saw it that way, or whatever, you know, things that need healed that way. One of the things that gave me a lot of comfort was that oftentimes I would pray for them to receive this love themselves so that they could have the benefits that I have from it. And and so, you know, it's just given me this incredible peace knowing that whatever whatever harm I may have caused in the world knowingly or unknowingly in any way, 
that everyone has access to this gift of divine love so that they can receive protection, healing, whatever you want to call it, from whatever effects I may have put out there in the world, or maybe that I'm even putting out there now kind of a thing, you know. So that idea came to me a long time ago, and, and it's given me a lot of peace over the years, knowing that all the benefits I've gotten, other people can have too, right? To your point, it's limitless. We, there's no limit on the supply. There's no, whatever limits there are, they're the ones we impose on ourselves that way. So yeah, we're talking about something that is so different than pretty much anything in anybody's experience. Like the closest things are things like seawater and air, maybe sunlight, you know, the, these, and again, Jesus taught about these things in his parables. You know, he talked about the rain, he talked about sunlight, you know, he talked about the the wind and, and all these things because they are these resources that typically most of the time we don't fight over <laughs> because yeah. there has been at least so far enough, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with divine love acquiring that uh, and it's limitless, this means that everybody can win, meaning that everybody can get those effects, those benefits uh, that we will actually are going more into detail in a few minutes now. But what I've realized is that no one will be in a state of losing when asking and receiving God's divine love. This means that it's open and receivable in all around the world. It's not limited to a certain places. It's not uh, like a limited edition, <laughs> like a few million people who are the lucky ones, so to speak. And when they get their product, then there is not enough for <laughs> others. <laughs> so it's not like that. And uh, it's available at all times, uh, at least right now. So we could just make the best out of it and asking for it every day. And of course, which is the wonderful thing is that when you receive even a small portion of it, you will always have the opportunity of receiving it more abundantly throughout all eternity. That's what I've learned from Jesus. And regarding the list of those benefits that we are thinking of here, uh, we already mentioned a few peace and joy and becoming enli more enlivened and so forth. It really actually brings certain things, but it doesn't bring certain other things. Well. What I mean is that if you take it as an experiment, like let's say you start praying or you're already praying for God's love to enter you and you see what happens, like you're doing an experiment on yourself, investing in God's love, uh, you may observe what happens to you, like what is it what you feel what is that you realize inside what happens to you, what changes and this is what is and will be the truth for you. And actually, I think there is much common truth for all of us, what happens to us. But the one thing I noticed was that I started to see and perceive beauty, especially in the nature, more. There is like a level of beauty or a dimension of beauty that you cannot recognize or see or perceive uh, without receiving this divine love. And after receiving it, and when I have been walking in the nature and praying for God's love, at times like the eyes kind of like open in certain way that I see the sunlight like sparkling on the leaves and stuff. And this beauty kind of like permeates me or I sense this beauty or this uh, higher type of beauty in all of this better, more keener. And I realized that this is so enjoyable to recognize or realize or see or perceive this beauty, which was hidden before. Well, the leaves the, and the sunlight were there before, but 
it seems different now. It seems more enjoyable. It's like my soul enjoys this. There's something more in it that I didn't see before. I must say I'm every day I I feel very happy most of the time and satisfied and I don't know what depression means. The divine love even takes away like feeling of boredom or feeling bored that also leaves you quite well and it gives a sense of fulfillment and sense of meaning. Love brings a sense of meaning into one's life. It motivates you inwardly. It kind of gives you life. Yeah, you are more alive, so to speak. And that happens to everybody um, who get this love and who willingly want to keep this love active in themselves, like I do. I have uh, thought these things through as well. And when at some point I was thinking of, okay, why divine love? Why should I choose love in my life generally? Why love? (laughs) Then the answer that I gave to my mind was because uh, with love, everything works out better. Like relationships work out with love better. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's go for that one. I want good outcomes. I want greater happiness for myself, for others. I want a great life. Hey, love is the way to go. It's the best way. Yeah. As you were talking, what came up for me are sort of these, these, um, I, I was thinking about, and it was the what you said about beauty that triggered it, is that there's these three values. I don't know if they came from Plato or Aristotle or Socrates or whatever, but there's these three basic values of truth, goodness, and beauty. You know, and I think that when we think about divine love in, in those three realms, um, that that it's very true that, that we get to uh, increase our experiences, our enjoyment, our perceptions of each of these facets of reality. You know, you talked about beauty, that, that there are many layers and levels of perception related to beauty. And most of us uh, experience beauty in a very narrow bandwidth or range, whereas divine love increases our perception of beauty uh, potentially infinitely to where there are always more and different and higher and deeper levels of, of the perception of beauty available to us. And then when I think about um, like goodness, you know, in, in all of its various forms and manifestations, whether, you know, it's, it's our own behavior toward ourselves, how we see ourselves, do we see ourselves as inherently good or not? How do we see other people? Do we see other people as being essentially good, even if there's kind of yucky stuff covering over, you know, the, the truth of our being and and just the goodness of things like gratitude and relationships and, uh, of, you know, all these different blessings, whether they be spiritual or, or material or things like that. And then the big one that has always been really central, I think, to my life is, is that value of truth, you know, like my whole life, I want to know what's true and how do I know that it's true and and all that, you know, when I found the the truth of divine love and then experienced the, the beauty, the reality, the power of that, I now am in a place where there are things that I know are true. And there's no book that I will read that will ever be like, oh, I don't believe that anymore. Like, whereas in, in the past, and I mean, I experience this now with all kinds of different things, but there were things that I would believe. And then I'd not believe them. I believe basically almost the opposite. And then I come back and believe that thing again. You know, the mind can just, it's like a ping pong ball. It'll go all over the place, swinging from tree to tree, doing all these different things. But but now there are things that I know deep within myself that, that I just like, 
I know that that truth will continually expand, that there will be multiple levels and dimensions to it. But yeah, I mean, just even the knowing that God loves everybody and everything unconditionally, no limitations, no judgment, none of these things that are so typical in so many ideologies and systems of thought and philosophies and all these things. Like, I know that. Like, it's not just something I believe in my head, but I know it, like, to the depths of my being. And when I encounter people who don't know that yet, I want them to know it. <laughs> and, and you know, some people are open to that. They're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. And other people are just like, no, I really want my judgment. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, so anyways, that you're, what you said brought up all that stuff for me. Another thing too is that like, and I'm going to bounce back now to this investment idea because like I think a lot of people, they may try they may ask for divine love. You know, they they may say, God, let me have it. I want this divine love. And then they don't necessarily experience anything that they're consciously aware of, even though they receive the love, but the mind overshadows the perceptions of the soul and things and all that. But um, when I think about it, it's like, you know, those graphs of exponential growth, you know, like any kind of doubling of anything, like the bottom of the graph, it's like this straight line. And then it starts to curve up, you know, and then it goes vertical. And, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize, like we're so trained in our mathematics and our schools, like to think linearly, like to think in terms of straight lines and those types of functions, you know, but, but divine love operates in this more, this realm of the nonlinear, of the curvilinear to where, you know, you can go a long time without seeing much going on. And then you sort of have something, that, an explosion is a strong word, but but you, you have this sort of quickening or acceleration based on all of the deposits you've made over those years, just like you make investments into uh, a particular asset over a course of 20 years, say. And then at some point, you know, if you've invested well, perhaps the value of that asset increases exponentially through things like compound interest or dividends or whatever it might be, you know, and, and I think of divine love very much in the same way as this kind of curvilinear thing where so many people are in this, uh, oh, I forget the, the guy who coined this idea, the valley of disappointment, you know, in terms of a, of a logarithmic curve to where <laughs> they're like, well, it's not doing anything or it's not doing enough for me. You know, it's like, just wait, keep asking, keep going, because eventually like you're going to break through and you're going to be like, whoa, you know, like all the blessings and, and all of that. So that was just, that was another thought that I had in terms of this investment mindset as opposed to like, I'm going to ask for it once and if it works, maybe I'll do it again. And if it doesn't, I'm not asking again. It's like, uh, it doesn't really work that way. It's really more of an investment mindset. Yeah, actually the exponential growing curve and investment, those reminded me of cryptocurrencies, which I've been dealing with like a year and a half. And I've seen those graphs go up. And uh, when accumulating divine love more abundantly over time, over repeated prayers, you may not always notice a progress. It may be like a month of standstill, like nothing changes. You feel wonderful effects, you feel good and so forth, but nothing really like special happens all the time. But at some point, again, like there is like a next level uh, move up, so to speak then you will realize like, whoa, hey, I've grown, something has changed. But it takes time, it takes accumulation of this divine love. So just need to be patient with it and not to overly expect uh, like radical uh, <laughs> changes over a few nights. So it doesn't happen like that. It takes years, but it's worth it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that I was thinking about, because knowing your your interest in uh, cryptocurrency and, you know, I, I was thinking like, well, cryptocurrency is sort of, you know, it's based, based on blockchain technology and all these things. And I'm like, I think... I think divine love is sort of like anti-crypto, like, right? I mean, because anyone can have it and, you know, we, we receive the love, it's it's ours, but it's like it belongs to this larger pool of love that everyone has access to kind of a thing. And, and I guess the other thing that came up in your comments, too, is this idea of in the valuation of an asset, you know, in the material plane you have ups and downs in terms of that. And just something that came to me as you were talking that, that I've always found just so, I don't know, inspiring is the idea that, you know, every every time we receive divine love, like it, it can never be taken from us. It can never be lost. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it, it can get stagnant in the soul because we're not actively seeking more but whatever gains we have are are always retained, you know, like, so, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's like the ultimate investment because it never decreases in value. You know, it, it's always there, you know, and, and, and if you make the investment of asking for it through prayer on a repeated basis, then you're always increasing, you know, the amount of the asset in your account, uh, quote unquote, you know, that, (laughs) and then you can pick up like wherever you were, you know, you could have, ask for divine love 10 years ago and not done it and probably didn't experience many benefits, at least consciously that you're aware of. And you could be like today, and I've known people like this, people who are like, you know what? I think there's really something to that divine love thing and I'm going to give it a shot again. And so there are people who they did the divine love thing for a few days, weeks, months, or years, didn't really do much with it, probably because their mind was like, well, I'm not really seeing much going on, or they got distracted. And then they come back to it, you know, and they're all like in, um, you know, which is just so exciting to to see that kind of dynamic, you know, where, where people are always like, well, you want to buy, get in on the bottom floor or whatever, the, you know, of this, of this opportunity, you know, uh, whereas divine love, it's like, well, it's always a ground floor opportunity. Like you can start, quote, investing today. There's never a bad time to get in because the value is sort of infinite. So anyways, these are the kinds of things I think about when I look at divine love through the frame of of, uh, of markets and investing and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I like what you said, uh, the ultimate investment. Yeah, I agree uh, with you on that one. And it's something which value doesn't like go down ever. It, of course, depends on how people value divine love or they don't yet because they haven't discovered it. They haven't experienced it. That's a different story. But for those of us who have discovered it, we know to value it because we know what it does for us. And we know why we are investing in ourselves by partaking of this love continually. And... Um, yeah, the value never decreases. Like you said, like you may not acquire or ask for another portion of God's love in 10 years. But uh, after that time, when you start again, you're not starting from zero. The divine love that you have accumulated, it, it hasn't gone bad, so to speak, like milk goes bad in a fridge or somewhere. So it's not losing value. The point is that it's not losing value and you are not losing anything Uh, when you are investing in God's love or in this soul development. And when you actually already have gotten that 
certain amount of God's love, it's already in you. It's already not letting you go back to like to this depraved situation or condition anymore. At least I cannot go back. It's like really hard to like go back or it's like I'm already changed that much that I first of all I don't want to go back and the other thing is that I sense that I cannot go back because like it would go against my new nature my divine nature that I have acquired to that extent and it's like it's keeping me afloat so to speak out of the polluted waters so to speak (laughs) yeah 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 and I think everyone's journey is going to be different to where like there are certain things that were very common for me years ago that just like I just don't experience them anymore, you know, or 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 the intensity of them is much less in a good mm-hmm. in a good way, yeah. you know. Um, and you know, another thought that I had as we were talking about this because this conversation is so interesting to me because we're talking about this ultimate spiritual reality, which is the essence of the actual source, you know, what people call God, the creator, you know, and that we can participate in this and that it changes the very nature of our being. And yet, you know, part of the frame of what we're looking at it through is this this frame of, of material markets, investment, you know, these, mm-hmm. these kinds of uh, human, th- these are all things that humans have just made up. And yet, you know, one thing, and I, and as when we were talking earlier, I was reminded of, um, there were messages received uh, by Mr. James Paget, you know, in, in the uh, first quarter of, of the 20th century in, in Washington, D.C. And, you know, and, and there would be these messages of like, it was almost like a conversation happening. And so this is all paraphrasing. I'm not quoting, but, but the idea was sometimes I think that the conversation was like, gosh, you know, I'm so busy, like with my business and all these different things. Like, I don't have time to pray for divine love. And, and I mean, no, no disrespect to Mr. Paget. And, and I know that this didn't literally happen this way, but, but I guess I'm translating this sort of conversation for today for people who are like, well, okay, that's great if you have time to do that, but I'm just trying to keep my head above water here, you know, and and I'm just trying to survive and deal with my circumstances and everything. And and I know that there are messages that the angels brought through through Mr. Paget, where they were kind of making this argument that if you were to make the investment in asking for divine love, all of your material circumstances would be changed in a positive direction. You can't see this right now. You know, you, I think a lot of people, if they were to listen to me saying this, would be like, yeah, right, whatever. Um, you know, but, but I found that to be true. You know, I found that not just in terms of my own inner being, but like the flow and ease in my life is of a whole different order from what it was, say, I'll say even 15 years ago, you know, that that all kinds of material circumstances for me are just easier or things just go away or they take care of themselves or whatever, you know, and, and I have all these theories about it, about how divine love changes the soul, which changes things at the quantum mechanical level and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, whatever. I, I just know, you know, we're talking about benefits. That was kind of the kickoff for this. And that's one of the benefits are all of these material benefits. And I'm not making the claim that you pray for divine love enough and you're going to get millions of dollars or you're going to get a yacht. Or, that's not what I'm talking about, you know, but I'm, I'm talking about the, this this reality of, of just where those things that we'll use as, as excuses for like why I'm too busy for divine love or I've got too much going on or I've got too many problems. It's like, but by making that investment, 
we have the potential to eliminate, mitigate, reduce those kinds of material challenges and issues and things. So I had to get that out because I don't know if I'll ever, I don't know, have another opportunity like this again to talk about this stuff. I would have one example of how divine love would work for the matters of the benefits in material sense uh, from my own life. I can bring this example. I'm working as an IT expert, so to speak, in a service desk. So this means that uh, there are people who have issues with Windows and Microsoft products and, and other stuff, or maybe even password resetting or so forth. So these people either turn to me directly or through first-line agent, because I'm on the second line, uh, helping out our first-line agents who are taking the phone calls and emails and stuff to help out the customers. So let's say our first-line agent doesn't uh, know what to do, then he or she contacts me, and I'll be helping as well, coming with more knowledge and experience to save the day. So the point is that uh, I've been there working in that company over six years now, and I like my work. I like what I do there and why I like this uh, place and I haven't moved is that I like to, so to speak, save the day. I like to share my knowledge and uh, make people happy to, you know, fix windows (laughs) and so forth. So uh, with this divine love in my soul, this helps me a lot actually because it gives me like this uh, attitude of loving people and wanting to help them. And now I just need to find a way of uh, expressing this. Ah, okay, I can do that in IT field. Nice, let's do this. And I have experiences some technical skills and I can make people happier, joyful, because the problems get solved. So I like problem solving and learning all the time. So I have won many prizes which have brought me more, you know, income, like... uh, 500 euro bonus or 250 euro bonus uh, because someone has noticed my work which I have done very well and people have or the customers have been very pleased with me with my attitude with my technical skills and everything but most of all the feeling that they get that someone has taken so well good care of them has called them has gone into details has been listening has been paying attention has been trying to understand what the issue really is and being there supportive and that all comes out of love out of loving attitude and the divine love actually helps to amplify the love that i have uh, the human love i mean uh, but of course the divine love transforms in that regards that i just want to be more and more loving which means if i do my work well If I make people happier, people are more uh, um, contented. This means more prizes, and that has been happening to me. And there are others who have been like, wow, Arto, you are just (laughs) getting those prizes so so often. So like, (laughs) just amazing. And yeah, that has helped me to get bonuses at work because I'm loving. And it's easier to be loving and also professional when you have God's love in your soul and it's active. So, yeah, that helps. Yeah, so I think um, we're heading into the the finish here of this conversation. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've got so many, so many stories with so many things that have worked out for me. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I'll go into those, but um, even like, I'll just notice folks, 
that have like certain challenges. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just don't even, like I had that challenge years ago, but I don't have it anymore. It's like, wow, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, you could attribute it to, oh, he's just older and wiser now. I, I just don't think I'm that smart. Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of help over the years from a lot of, a lot of beings, uh, the creator and our angelic friends and, and people, you know, who, who know about God's love and everything. And so, yeah, but, um, yeah, coming into this this final stretch here, I wanted to to explore the the idea of desire and how you know we on the on the divine love path we are we're taught and trained that we need to desire this love from the depths of our soul and 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 I want to to have a conversation about desire and kind of the places where desire comes from, whereas for us you know we think of it as you know, there's the desire of the soul for union with God through the the power, the transformative power of God's essence of divine love. And again, I think this is linking back to this idea of markets and things, which are meant to sort of deal with the issues that come up with the multitude of desires that people have that come from what we call the material mind, what the things that we think we want. And, and that we tend to look at other people for these models. And I think uh, for our models of desire, and, and I recently came across the work of René Girard, who's a French philosopher who, who had this whole philosophy of human behavior that, that is related to the fact that humans are really good at copying each other's desires. And so I guess part of this conversation for me, too, is the idea that, that just as you know, we tend to copy each other's material desires for a cell phone, for this, for whatever thing, or to your point, the things that these things will get us that we think we want versus kind of this, this singular desire for the essence of the creator that then brings all of these these blessings and things. So I'm, I'm just going to be quiet for a second here and see what comes up for you in that. And maybe we can have a, a back and forth conversation about, you know, some of the, these ideas. Well, Regarding what people want when they desire something, either smartphone or relationships or work that they do, what I have noticed is that people want some kind of fulfillment because, well, people usually only go after what is valuable in their sight and which they kind of know or suspect that is going to give them fulfillment of some sort, either the mindal fulfillment or the soulful fulfillment, or maybe even physical fulfillment, like some kind of enjoyment, massage, for example. So you would feel more relaxed later on, but feeling relaxed is like a soulful fulfillment and also for the mind as well, to some degree. But the fulfillment is what people are looking for. And I can say that if you are looking for soulful fulfillment and greater happiness, inside of you, you may want to ask for God's love, because this is the best way that I have discovered of really becoming contented and really becoming like um, in a really satisfying fulfillment for the soul that many are actually looking for, but they don't know that they would get it from that product, so to speak. So using or acquiring God's love, which doesn't cost you anything, it just requires some sincere prayers or soul longings, asking for it sincerely. 
higher desires for that love. So all it takes is some of me time. So you take, let's say, 10 minutes of me time in the day and you just pray for this God's love. And you will at some point get to that place of sensing and feeling this fulfillment, some kind of change in your soul level, which will bring you greater satisfaction that you are actually already looking for. And when you go back to your everyday life after that prayer, when you have, let's say, gotten that uh, inner fulfillment and happiness and joy and peace, and you're like, yes, let's dance, let's turn on some good music, and you go back to your work or deal with the kids or do something else. You are going with a whole different attitude. Like, let's say you drink coffee and the coffee gives you this power boost and you go with a different condition to challenge those various situations that come at you. And you will be more able, more successful in dealing with those uh, everyday situations, like kids, uh, relationships, whatever, basically. You will be more equipped to live a life in a better way. You will be more successful. Less stress and more success. <laughs> so, <laughs> more fulfilled. It's like, yeah, get some coffee, get some divine love, and the whole day will be like completely different. True story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am, um, when I think about my own journey, so many of the desires that I expressed over the course of my life, they typically brought um, a, a sort of temporary satisfaction. But then I was always left with, I guess I'll just use the word disappointment. You know, it's like, gosh, is this all there is? You know, because a lot of times I have this desire for this thing, like this goal, whether it was a material object or or an outcome or a particular level of status or this or that, whatever it was, it's like you're tapping on, on the side of the thing and you realize it's hollow inside. <laughs> so you kind of got the image, but you don't really have the substance, you know. And, and when I found divine love, I, I realized eventually, it took me a while um, to, to realize that I had found something of, of to kind of use your language before, of lasting value. And it's so interesting because like these material desires, it's like a bottomless pit. Like you can just pour into that and 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 you're never satisfied. It's like this this addiction or it's multiple addictions or however you want to look at it. But but with divine love, that expressing the desire of our soul for that gift is we receive it. And, and as we grow in our awareness of receiving it, we get a certain sense to your point of like um, satisfaction or even greater things like joy and happiness and peace and freedom and, and healing and, and all these blessings that come with it. And yet, like the desire that we then want to express is that we want more of it because we want more of these good things. Like it's sort of this inverted desire thing, whereas with material desire, what I see, at least in my own life, and I've seen it with other folks, is that, you know, you get the thing and you want more, but you don't want more because that was so satisfying. It's like, no, I'm still looking. Whereas when you seek to find love, it's like, okay, at some point, yeah, I'm getting it and it's making a difference and I want more because it's so good, not because of how it didn't work out. You know, And, and I guess this is bringing me to this idea too of that the, the material desires are 
basically infinite. We can just, we can make up a desire in our minds for anything, you know, just whatever, crazy stuff, you know, that we make up that we think we want and that other people get us to think we want. And maybe we get other people to think we, they want it too or whatever, you know, but, but like divine love is so interesting because it's the singular thing. It's this one essence of the creator. And, and I keep thinking back to the, uh, the gospel, um, the gospels with Jesus where, where there's this one place, it's the story of Mary, Mary and Martha in the Gospel of Luke, where he says something to the effect of, what is it? Uh, oh, he's talking to Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, but Mary has chosen the, the better thing. And he says, it, at least in certain translations, that only one thing is necessary, you know, and that one thing in the Gospels, as we know, is what he called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, which is his words for receiving the essence of God and being changed by it and the change of works in our lives and in society and all of that. And, um, and, and even there's that other, the other teachings that are part of uh, the, the Beatitudes and, and the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, where, where he says, seek first God's kingdom and all these things you worry about, clothing and food and blah, 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 will take care of themselves. God will take care of these things and, and guide you in, in ways that you can receive them. So, that was just another thing that was coming through for me, you know, it's, it's just this, this uniqueness of a singular soulful desire versus a multiplicity of mindful desires. Does that make sense to you or is that, does. Does, does that ring true? It does. Uh, it reminds me of a graph that I put together. I'm not sure if I have shown you that, but uh, I actually can show you right now. Let me share my screen to you. All in Estonian, So, but I'll translate a little bit here. <laughs> sure, go so for it. Here in the, uh, in the middle of the graph is Julgus Olla Julga. This means the courage to be courageous. Because sometimes people are afraid to be courageous. So if you decide to have courage to be courageous, this uh, changes much. It solves multiple problems with like one hit, so to speak. Your love gets activated through this. And when love gets activated, you will start loving also yourself and others. And you will start valuing yourself more like uh, the real self-love less fears and when the fears are going away you won't be and your love activates you won't be uh, afraid of other people's opinions that much anymore which brings you to that you won't be affected by negative criticism that much anymore or people accusing you and this leads to you're not afraid of making mistakes anymore to that degree at least and you won't be criticizing yourself anymore that much and you will have a courage to do new things, to learn, to develop, and you will have a, a stronger and greater courage to act and do something actually, and to go for your dreams, and also give yourself a permission for joy and peace and happiness and good things in life that you believe that you are worth it because you love yourself, because you activated your love, because you decided to be courageous. So. <laughs> And you will have more self-development, which brings more faith in yourself in in that sense, uh, which brings also more being more confident and more, how is that uh, in English, like you will be more true to yourself and to your opinions. Mm. Yeah, like more uh, authentic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you won't be taking other people's negativity seriously anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> And when you have more faith in yourself, you will have more self-confidence which is useful thing and 
with together with the self development and uh, self confidence your and other things your value will grow will go up and when your value goes up your attractiveness goes up and if your attractiveness goes up your happiness goes up so this is like <laughs> you solve a bunch of problems by doing just one thing yeah. a decision to be cura- courageous and there's another thing in the center of that uh, joined together with this courageous thing it's giving love it's basically like deciding to give love first and when you decide to give love this means that other people don't have to deserve your love and this brings you to a situation where you will discover that hey wait i don't need to deserve other people's love anymore <laughs> so and that leads you to a freedom a freedom that you didn't have before you will have a greater sense and vision of life you will have a positive attitude um you have more energy do things <laughs> because you are now in a condition and state of expressing love knowingly and when you give love you will always give love in every situation because other people don't have to deserve your love you're just going to give it <laughs> you're not asking for any permission to do so and so forth and you will be expressing love in various ways like uh, giving good words spending quality time physical touches for your loved ones uh, in in every good way of course giving gifts doing service for people this builds relationships and this builds other people's happiness so people get what they what they want they want love and they get it from you and they get happier so <laughs> and if other people will be doing the same you inspire other to do the same then well they will be like multiplying the effect to, into their lives and into other people's lives so <laughs> that's the point here so with divine love you will also be solving many problems at once um like those many feelings and and longings that you have in your heart and soul will come true at least to a much greater extent than otherwise you won't get those same results or effects doing anything else like you know meditation or just watching a good movie or walking outside or i don't know sleeping whatever these don't give you the same results it's like you cannot uh, get the caffeine uh, effect when you're drinking water or you're drinking like i don't know coca-cola it doesn't give you the same effect so if you want a certain effect you need to go for that thing that gives you this effect and divine love gives you a massive amount of wonderful effects that are just so higher and better compared to those other things that you may possess. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, it makes me think and, and this is a thought that went through my mind earlier too is that you know, there could be people listening to this who are like, "Oh, well they they're just, you know, this is positive thinking." It's like, no, this is not positive thinking. Yeah. This is this is asking for something, you know, at a deep and fundamental level that then leads to transformations of the physical and the material transformations of the mental transformation of the spiritual and actually they work in the opposite direction <laughs> the spiritual is transformed which helps to transform the mental and the emotional which helps to transform the physical you know the these kind of layers of reality as they extend out from the reality of the soul made in the image of the source and so yeah i mean just just what you were talking about you know reminds me of of that that truth I could actually give a very good convincing thought for the mind right now. So, everything that exists is made of something, is composed of something. 
So if we have souls, these are composed or made of something, some kind of higher substance. So that's why we exist. That's why we have those abilities and other stuff. Our bodies are also made of something. And God's divine love is just not some like, you know, some air or something. Although even though air is also composed of something uh, and it's fluid like stuff, actually. Uh, But you may ask, like, if God exists, then he must be made of something. Exactly. God is made of. Uh, various substances uh, which are of a higher type but these are real actual substances which when poured out into human souls these souls get uh, changed on a soul level one substance enters the other substance and reactions happen and uh, transformation happens because more of this substance comes in and causes those effects it's like you drink coffee it gives you effect because it has those components in it it has the effect-giving components that give you the caffeine effect. So in the same way, when you ask for divine love, it's not positive thinking or anything to do with your mind. It's actually receiving into your soul another substance that goes into you and brings its own effects in you and to you and through you. Yep. Yeah, what we're talking about is you know, and, and we wouldn't be here otherwise. We're not talking about something imaginary, although I guess people talk about imaginary things all the time. But we're talking about something that is an aspect of ultimate reality that we get to experience, you know. And, and I remember in philosophy, like in college, you know, there are these questions like, what is ultimate reality, you know? And mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I'll figure it out with this, this you know, this brain that I've got. And, uh, and it wasn't, you know, it was a few years later where it's like, oh, ultimate reality is the source, the creator, and, and that we can not only conceptualize this and think about it and contemplate it, but we can literally experience it as a reality. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my God. God, <laughs> literally, like, oh yeah, wow, <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's such a normal aspect of my life now. But the difference between you know between something just being a concept, like divine love as a concept, and it is the essence of the creator, and I know this in my mind, and this gives me some kind of comfort as a belief, versus. I can experience that and I can know that it's real because I'm different because of it. My experience, everything about my my experience of life is different, you know, because I participate in this reality and it opens up perceptions of truth and beauty and goodness that were non-existent for me before. They like I literally did not know they existed. And now it's like oh my gosh, that's real. And that is Mm -hmm. awesome. (laughs) It is literally awe-inspiring, you know, like you said, beauty or the goodness in people and and in the world or or the the truth that's available, the things that we can literally know without a shadow of a doubt because it's not something we cooked up in our minds, but it was something implanted, you know, within the depths of our being and our souls. And I just... I'm sort of overwhelmed with uh, gratitude for this, you know, this conversation to to for us to know these things and to have the opportunity to share it with other people and and uh, to hopefully to be models of desire, you know, that that people can realize, oh, I've got this soul and that it can desire other this well this other thing, this wonderful to your point reality, this real substance. Oh wow, wow! Thank you so much for. Uh, 
for that. Yeah, this has just been wonderful bouncing these perceptions and these experiences around with you, Arto. I really appreciate it. Um, so before we wrap here, is there anything that, that you'd like to, to share? Anything that you're just like, I gotta, I gotta say it. <laughs> yeah, um, there have been many more experiences that I have had with this divine love and what it has brought to me. Like also at times like a very, very deep and strong peace like nothing can touch you. Like whatever happens, this peace is like staying in you. It's amazing. And I see that I'm a much better person and I love my life in much stronger way than I otherwise would. And I consider myself one of the happiest people alive, actually. God wants everybody to be happy. And not everybody realizes this yet, but uh, I realized it and I've sensed it. And sensing God and his intentions and his attitudes and his love, like feeling his love in your soul. It's like opening up uh, new perceptions of the truth and what's really going on. And this helps to live my life in so much better ways. And I've decided to live my life together with my loving father, the creator, the God, so to speak, which he doesn't like actually the word God that much. In my case, he prefers the father. That's what he has revealed to me. But um, one more thing I would like to say is that people are afraid of losing something and they would only do a value exchange uh, when there is some kind of bonus attached to it or it's something better that, or let's say a better house to move in or higher salary or better partner or whatever. So the point is that people won't let go of the current valuable stuff without realizing that the thing that they are being offered is better. And unless they can sense this better, think they won't be letting go of the previous stuff, like the current stuff. <laughs> it's like, uh, seems risky at times, right? Uh, because I don't know what I'm getting into. Is this risky? I'm going, am I going to lose my friends? Um, am I going to become a fanatic or whatever? So <laughs> it's like afraid of changes, afraid of what may happen to me and so forth. So what I can say is that God is very caring and loving and he would never hurt you. He has never hurt me. He has always loved me. And that I have come to sense just like in 10 years quite strongly. And um, I just want to encourage everybody to ask for this love. And if you feel like you have issues with like uh, asking for something from God, because you may have an issue with asking people for favors or you are in a condition of mind that I'm going to fix all of my problems myself. I am independent. I don't need anybody's help. So <laughs> I have noticed these tendencies myself inside of me and what I did about it, I thought it through. I thought, wait, if I would need God and his help and, and asked for his love, well, am I a person who asks for help? And then I thought, wait, let's see, how am I acting in real life? Okay, so I'm using Linux operating system on my computer and sometimes I install it to other people and there have been times that some people want to get their printer to work with Linux and it doesn't work because the drivers are missing. So what I do is I need to solve the problem and I don't know how to, which means I go online, search for information like from forums, like maybe the answers are already there. Maybe someone has already fixed the situation so I can just learn. But then I realized, hey, wait, isn't that asking for help of other people? 
Yes, it is. It is. And in that case, I'm not embarrassed. I'm like, like, wait, I'm not asking for help. I don't need any help. Well, I do, <laughs> obviously. And it's nothing wrong to ask for help. And in my work right now, what I do, I'm in a second line. We also have a third line. If we don't know how to fix a certain, I don't know, Windows update issue or something else, we send our tickets or the cases to the third line to get help from them. They can give us recommendations, what to do, and and then we can implement those new solutions and see if those work. Again, asking for help from other people. So I'm like, am I being uh, hypocritical here? Like uh, <laughs> lying to myself about who I really am and what I really do and how I really act? Well, it turned out that I, I was lying to myself. And so I thought that, hey, well, there's nothing wrong with asking God for help or asking God for his love because, well, he doesn't want to hold this back from me. He's giving this gift to everybody who asks it. He's giving out sincerely, no strings attached. He doesn't want to, like, uh, force me into some kind of a trap or something like that. And he's not, like, expecting anything back that is too hard for me to give. All he expects is to love to love him and to love myself and to love others. And so I can do that. Yeah, all right. We have a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it works. And yeah, the relationship with my heavenly father has grown like in, third, uh, let's say, 15, 16 years, quite a lot. Uh, so yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a progress, step by step. Yeah. 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 yeah thanks for that. Yeah. And I just, to some of your comments, um, yeah, I totally get it because the the mind is terrified of uh, change that it can't control, mm-hmm. and yeah. the the change that is wrought by divine love in the soul is not a change that is controlled by the mind. But uh, for those who who are concerned about that, in my personal experience, I have found those changes to be uh, extremely gentle and enjoyable. Like yeah. it, there's never been trauma involved you know Mm -hmm. to your point god isn't forcing or pushing anything god offers the love we have the opportunity to receive it and then to go through a process that's that's very um the changes that are wrought within us are gentle they're gradual they are kind they are not uh, the kinds of things where you wake up and your life is radically transformed you know one morning to the next um, and, and, you know, I'm very grateful for, for that because I think, it, you know, the, the reality that I experience now um, at this stage in my development, you know, as young as I am and whatever, uh, I, like this, this reality that I experienced was completely unimaginable to myself a quarter century ago, just wasn't. It would be unimaginable to me. But again, because it's been so gradual, it's just been like, oh, I'm this way now. I can't explain how, except that I keep asking for this gift of of love from the creator over and over again. And it's the only explanation I have for the fact that I've got a life now that I'm so grateful for uh, that, you know, that looks nothing like what my existence looked like, you know, 25 years ago. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's so worth it. And, and, and the things that I used to want, you know, that I thought I wanted in my material mind, that desiring this gift of the essence of God, our heavenly parent, that that, that also 
changes and transforms those desires too. You know, that, that, the, that all the things we want, like the list gets shorter and shorter and shorter and smaller to where it's like, I'm good. I'm happy. I've got, you know, I pretty much have what I need and whatever other material things I need in order to express these desires of my soul. As we've talked about, you know, the creator will, will bless us with those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's the product, so to speak, is 100% good. It doesn't have negative effects. It brings good results. It brings pleasurable effects. And uh, it's not like it's not like anything else that I that you have experienced, actually. Well, if you would want to do something with your life and you know that, or at least you think that you will never disappear, you will always live, then what would you do with your life? Wouldn't you take the best investment available to you? Wouldn't you take the best, the most valuable thing then? Yeah. Well, at least I would. <laughs> and I've already taken that, so... Yeah, yeah, it's the only thing that uh, that travels with us into the afterlife too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> if you it's want our to make soul and our spirit body and and, yeah, uh, and your experiences yeah, and all the and love your... that we've received, we get to we get to take that yeah. take that with us. Whereas uh, with any material investment, um, when you check out, <laughs> yeah, there, there's no there's no getting those assets back. There, someone's uh, snagging those things up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even my cryptocurrencies will stay here on the earth when I leave this earth. But uh, what I know is there will be wonderful life in the uh, in the spiritual uh, planes and spheres of light where I'm going into. So, and there is music, wonderful enjoyments and possibilities, and even more. So, I'm not losing anything. I'm only winning. So, <laughs> divine love helps me to win in life. So, yeah, that's yeah. just amazing ultimate gift well thank you so much arta this has been a, a wonderful uh, wonderful sharing and, and conversation i appreciate so much your your perspective and uh thank you so much it's been great having you thank you this has been a wake up call for the soul with arto onap of uh, heartlight podcast and everyone who's been listening to this may you be blessed abundantly the love of our creator the unconditional love that's available for the asking any moment that you're ready. May you be abundantly blessed. So long. <laughs>